Welcome to BSD Talk, number 91. It's Thursday, January 4, 2007. All I have is an interview for you today, so I'll go right to it. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Phil Pereira. Welcome to the show. Hi there, thanks. And I called you today because you are in charge of the website BSD Nexus, and I wanted to introduce the listeners to that website and also hear a little bit about how you use BSD. So could you start by describing what BSD Nexus is? Certainly. Uh, BSD Nexus was originally somewhere for me to play on the internet in terms of learn about networking, learning about setting up a website and what that entails. And the name came about because I was playing with BSDs at the time and I wanted to have a name that was focused on that. And I did a big Google search at the time for various names with BSD in them, trying to find zero hits, and eventually came up with this idea of being a point uh, for people to meet, hence the name Nexus. And when I typed that into Google, it actually came out with zero searches, and that was my decision for the domain name. One of the biggest things about the website itself has been uh, the wallpapers which I have. I've been essentially going with those since I started. I like having a nice uh, wallpaper on the screen while I'm working, something that isn't too busy or that doesn't detract from what I'm working with, but just something that that takes away from a blank screen. And one of my friends online who I've known for about three or four years now, called Andre, he had several that he'd done for OpenBSD, and I asked if I could uh, take those and put them on my site, to which he agreed. And I then sort of progressively added more as time went on. I think I'm just under 100 wallpapers now. Uh, I've been very fortunate in that the links have appeared in the OpenBSD mailing lists. I have a link to my wallpapers on the NetBSD website as well. So that's been an absolute pleasure and joy to see as it's progressed. Another portion of the website that, that's been an absolute fantastic thing has been the forums. They're hosted by my uh, good friend, Jage, who's another one of my online friends. That came about because uh, a group of us were quite big users of BSD forums, and the policy there changed somewhat, and we weren't quite happy with that. And that's not to take away anything from what BSD Forums itself does. We're actually very pleased with what it's done and how it's brought a a community together. And so we wanted to progress that and start anew where there was no advertisements, no limitations to people and their opinions within a BSD context. And so through an online chat, essentially we had a go and forums.bsdnexus was born, essentially. That has just grown fantastically and we've got a great community base there where we constantly add how-tos, we ask questions and really I think there's a community building there very nicely. So 
so many people from locations that I had no idea people would come from and join BSD Nexus forums as it has happened. And we're really pleased to see that. Obviously, we're still going forwards with it now. Some of the other bits of my site include uh, my code development. I've been learning C for about two years now and uh, really pleased with how it's going. I started back in January of uh, 2005 and I set myself a target of writing a POP3 daemon as a way to learn emails, as a way to learn C and as a way to learn uh, the language in general and how it's quite well tied into Unix. So I came up with this idea of WPOP3D, which has been an application that I first wrote, and it's gone really well. I've also written a very nice thing thanks to work. Uh, at work, I do some work with PDFs and put together some PDFs. So I decided I'd write a very simple PDF library in C. And so WMPDF was born out of that. And again, it gave me an opportunity to learn how libraries work within C and where they're stored, how they're used, how you make calls to those libraries, how they're linked into your applications. That's really taken off quite nicely in the way it works. And finally, one of the biggest things that I've been working on is an application called Retsina, which is a redirector for Squid. So where you have Squid accepting requests from users, Retsina will take a look at those requests and either deny or allow those requests dependent on a set of rules. It's essentially spawned off from SquidGuard. I'm a very strong user of SquidGuard, but I found that there were some things I didn't like about the way it worked, and so decided I'd have a go at writing my own. The biggest difference with Retsina is it not only uses a full database at the back end, something like MySQL or PostgreSQL, but it allows for constraint inheritance so where you give it a time slot of for example a working day being between nine and five and you'll obviously have some constraints of saying what websites you're allowing people to visit or not visit during those hours if you then have inner time slots for example like a lunch time between 12 and 1 you can have the original constraints for the working day of nine to five applicable within the lunchtime, so you don't need to re-identify those constraints. They're automatically uh, applied during the lunchtime. And then you can obviously override those or give new constraints during that lunchtime. And I think that's one of the, the key things that I've tried to progress with this, and it was all thanks to Max Law. And again, another one of my online friends who, who came up with that suggestion. And I've progressed with that, and the testing has been absolutely fantastic. It seems to be working really well. And I'm about to go uh, with a 1.0 release based on all the work that's happened to progress it. And I know Work's actually quite happy to go ahead and use it as well. So I'll be able to take some personal development and use it within the commercial environment. And how do you uh, license all this software? Most of my license is under a BSD license. I did some looking for quite a while at different licenses and what it entailed. And I know that there's loads of people out there who are very happy to go with the GPL license. But that, to me, wasn't the right way for, for the way I wanted to work. I wanted to release my code under a license that said, this is it, this is what I've done, use it however you want. I just want a bit of recognition to say, 
that I did the original work, and I felt that the BSD license really catered for that wonderfully in terms of it didn't constrain anybody who wanted to use my code in whatever the way they wanted. It was just saying, I just want a piece of acknowledgement for it. And so, again, the way I've been writing code has tied in quite nicely to, to using Unix and BSD in general. And you're also involved with another BSD-related project called Midnight BSD. Could you describe what that is? Certainly. Midnight BSD is a FreeBSD-derived operating system, and it's headed up by a great guy called Lucas Holt. Essentially, uh, the project focus is to create an easy-to-use desktop environment with the intention of keeping a graphical ports management system. So rather than going with command line, we'd actually have a graphical front end to all the standard things that people use. And obviously, in keeping with FreeBSD, the intention being to maintain a BSD license where possible. I mean, currently we're seeing a lot of trends about live CDs and, and sort of versions of FreeBSD altered for a desktop. Midnight BSD is, try, is a complete fork from FreeBSD, so it's not a live CD. It's not running in parallel with any other BSD. It's going to allow us the freedom essentially to, to move forwards with optimization for desktop users. And the fork for FreeBSD is an excellent starting point. It's essentially a complement to the FreeBSD developers and acknowledging the superb work that they've done. And it gives us a ground to start from without having to write a whole operating system, obviously. It shows uh, the superb super work that we can actually develop from as well. The intentions going forward are to have uh, a new window manager and a, and a login manager that's specifically for Midnight BSD, so not taking any other uh, existing standard things. Like a lot of people use KDE or GNOME, and so we're going to go away from that. And one of the key parts of the development that I work with is the ports collection, which is sort of named mports, uh, Midnight BSD ports. That was originally taken from the FreeBSD port, so we've taken their grounding and the excellent work that they've done there and allowing us to now progress in the direction that we want to go. So there were obvious options to take another port system, for example, package source from NetBSD or the OpenBSD ports, and just try to bring them over. But we decided it would be better to start on our own in terms of taking a base system and going in a direction that we want to go so that if we need to change the way those ports work or the way they're developed, then we can progress with that without having to then have the hindrance later at another point. And some people might be concerned that you're creating yet another desktop BSD contender along with PCBSD and desktop BSD. Why did you feel that there was a need for um, a whole new fork? It's an excellent question. All I can say is Lucas Holt would be the main person who could quite happily answer that, uh, like I said, mainly in the, in the ports collection. However, I think that, like I was saying, we see a lot of live CDs being released or just things that are being done in parallel. To go with a complete fork allows us to go in a completely different direction and allow us to lead in whatever way we want to go forwards, to bring in, for example, certain applications that we see within OpenBSD that might not be in FreeBSD, but we see 
actually that's an ideal thing to bring in and that we can progress with that. And so by having a fork allows us to do that and to carry on the development of the operating system. And so we have mentioned a few different BSDs here in our conversation. I was curious what version of BSD you were using for BSD Nexus and also on your personal machines. Okay. I pretty much run BSD 100% at home. I have OpenBSD as my firewall. I certainly see that that is their niche and they have a, an excellent reputation for, for, for that sort of use. I have NetBSD running my web server and my laptop that I have. I've been running NetBSD for about three years continuously and I'm very happy with it. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. And when I first got into it uh, from FreeBSD, which is where I originally started, I actually was quite shocked at the way it was. When, when I turned on NetBSD, it seemed like nothing was, was happening. Or In terms of there were no additional applications running. It was just the operating system and nothing else. And now I look back at it, and I'm really pleased it's done that way. Everything's disabled by default. It's up to me, the administrator, to turn on what I need uh, to run what applications I think are, are suitable. And so I'm, I'm very happy to continue running in that respect on my web server and, like I said, my laptop for, for everyday use. I do have a workstation. It's running Midnight BSD because that's obviously where my development uh, work is going with the ports, and so I use that continuously. All in all, I think all of the uh, BSDs have given me the opportunity as well to work remotely with ease. I can SSH in from work or from sort of remote locations when I'm away, and I can do what needs to be done without needing some sort of graphical desktop. And that was a real key pulling point when I started making the changes to the way I work with computers at home. And are you running a variety of architectures or mostly just Intel-based machines? Mainly Intel. I do have one Sun Enterprise server sitting on the floor, which is needing to be given a working reason. At the moment, I'm, I'm very happy with uh, the Intel's running pretty much what I need. But uh, I do have a Sun box in the corner. And you mentioned starting on FreeBSD. How did you get started with the BSDs and Unix in general? It was about... 2001, in the summer of 2001, I started a job in IT, and it was the first official IT job that I'd taken on. When I got there, I was only aware of uh, Windows as an operating system. So I asked what they used and what they were running as their servers, expecting it to be some sort of Windows server, and found out about Unix that way. And one of the people at work said, there's a free version of Unix that you can play with. And I said, great, what's that? And they said, FreeBSD. And they gave me the CD. And off I went, pretty much started playing with it and installed it as a, as a dual boot system originally uh, until I got used to it and progressed from there. And are you using BSD at your current job? Absolutely. Uh, I'm very fortunate in respect of my current work allow me to use BSD and I use NetBSD at work as a web server and I write code with on that web server to do uh, online bookings for our customers. So we're actually sort of using it within a commercial environment to, to take online payments and process financial transactions. 
Do you know if there was a, a conscious effort by the company to go with BSD specifically, or was it something that was brought in by the administrators? The company as a whole develops for Unix systems. Uh, the product that we produce, we give to our customers under Unix usage. So we, we have commercial Unix that we sell, and we also have some Linux servers as well. And the company itself is quite small definitely have experience within Unix and are happy to progress forwards within that environment. And so when I came to the company and, and said that I'd like to move forwards with a, with a BSD Unix or a web server, they were absolutely happy to support me in that move, and I think we've done really well in that respect. Are there any other topics that you want to talk about today? We do have an IRC server that's managed by my friend Max Law, which I'd love to encourage people to come along. It's a great community. We chat all the time. I'm usually logged in at least every day, at least once a day in the evenings when I get home, sometimes during the day. Uh, I'd love to encourage people to come along and meet us and to help grow and build the community. It's uh, chat.toucher.net. I'll say that again. It's chat.toucher.net. Toucher spelled T-A-U-C-H-E-R. And obviously, I'd love to encourage more people to visit our forums again, contribute and get involved with MBSD in general. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you very much for having me on your show. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com once again, I'd like to thank the OpenBSD group for letting me use the opening song. And let's hope some people give me some suggestions for some possible new opening music. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 91.